Welcome back, everyone, to the true first episode of the Ferrari Effect podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Ferrari. For today's drink of choice, I'm going to be drinking uh, what we know as a beer mosa. Generally speaking, it's a light beer mixed with orange juice. I found that it's a fairly good drink to have after a hangover, second best probably to a Bloody Mary. I have seen variations of this, including at one restaurant they had Blue Moon, orange juice, and orange vodka added for a little extra kick. For my beer most of this morning, we're going with just orange juice. A nice light beer, my go-to cheap, easy drinker, Keystone Light. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about some movies. A few of my favorites that I think are underrated, or at least underwatched. And... A little bit of a synopsis of each of them. So the first one we're going to go over today is a personal favorite of mine, Garden State. It was released in 2004, written and directed by Zach Braff. I'm a, I'm a big Zach Braff fan. Um, was always a, a big Scrubs fan. Uh, a favorite TV show comedy of mine. So as I said, he wrote and directed the movie. He also stars in it. He's the main character. Uh, some of the other top build cast with him in this one includes Natalie Portman and Peter Sarsgaard. There's there's a very interesting kind of journey of self discovery in this movie that. You're almost not fully aware is going on. So to go through this movie, it's it's this one's well, actually pretty much all the all the ones I'm gonna do today are a little bit tough to describe without giving away too many spoilers. But at this point, like I said, the movie came out in two thousand four. Uh, if you haven't seen it at this point, I don't feel that you know spoilers are are necessarily a bad thing because you've had plenty of time to see this. So, Zach Braff's character in the beginning of the movie ends up heading back from the West Coast to the East Coast uh, for a family funeral. And from the beginning, you can kind of tell that he's so medicated that Everything everything around him is almost kind of just a blur. That there's no real purpose to anything. He doesn't really have any feelings. Um, and he just... There just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of purpose to anything. So he gets... He gets back home, and of course, being that the movie's called Garden State, it's taking place in the state of New Jersey. He gets back home, and he starts to reconnect with some old high school friends that he hasn't really talked to. He's been estranged from his family, from his friends, from really everyone he knew. So he, you know, kind of parties with them, still kind of you know, not really feeling anything. You know, the 
the funeral for a family member, you see you see this moment where he just it just doesn't really seem to to do anything to him. Like he can't he can't really process it. He can't have any feelings about it. But as he, you know, parties and meets up with these old friends, he, he starts to kind of I guess open up a little bit more in terms of you know his own his own emotions. Uh, during this during this time, he ends up meeting Natalie Portman's character Sam, who you don't you obviously don't realize it quite right away, but she's a pathological liar. So almost everything she tells him, you know, in the first you know five ten minutes of their meeting is essentially a lie. Uh, there is some humor humorous moments in this in this part of the movie but one of the things that i think Zach Braff did very well with this movie is while he's kind of known to most of us more for his comedy this movie is definitely more geared towards being a drama however he does a very good job of adding in some comedic moments to kind of break up the drama, but it also doesn't distract from the plot of the movie, the point of the movie, and it doesn't take away from what's going on in the moment. So after meeting Natalie Portman, he ends up with her and with Peter Sarsgaard's character, Going on, both literally and figuratively, this this journey uh, that's that ends up being very introspective. There's a lot of funny moments during this time. There's some very dramatic moments during this time, but it all again it all flows together very well, and you don't feel like you're you don't feel like you're bouncing from moment to moment. It feels like a very fluid storyline. And it just you get to you get to see him kind of regain his ability to have feelings and emotions. And it's I don't know, it's it's very it's very different from at least from the movies that that I would typically watch. Uh, it sounds, and it's probably kind of under the umbrella of being what you would call a chick flick, but I don't really view it in that prism. It's just, it's just an all around good movie for me. One of the things that, that really makes the movie as well is the soundtrack. I'm a big music lover but one thing I generally don't do is I don't get too into soundtracks. Uh, they have to be very good, very original for me to really be into them. But this was one that as soon as I saw the movie, I actually went out and bought the CD for the soundtrack. There's a lot of indie music on it. Uh, it's very mellow, very chill. 
and it just fit the tone of the movie very well. And there was moments where, you know, the soundtrack behind it, like in any good movie, the soundtrack behind it really supported what was going on and really made you uh, feel what was going on. Thanks to both, you know, the acting and the music behind it. And of course, you have to assume, you know, that if Zach Braff and Natalie Portman are going on this journey together, you know, that they are, in a sense, you know, forming a relationship that's probably a little bit deeper than a friendship. And basically, the way the the movie ends is that, you know, he's telling her that he needs to go back to L.A., which is where he he flew in from, uh, where he was living, because he needs to fix his problems and his life before he continues the relationship. Uh, But then, you know, before he, you know, before he leaves, he has this moment of clarity, and he ends up going back to her and telling her, you know, I don't want to waste any more of my life without you in it. And I get that that sounds cliche, but, you know, for most of us, there's a, there's a good lesson in that. You know, there's, there are times when we need to, you know, focus on ourselves and work on ourselves. But if there's, you know, people that are important to you or people that you care about, you know, there's no, there's no reason to hold back. There's no reason to hold grudges. There's no reason to, you know, hold, you know, we have, we have such a short time here and you don't need to waste any more of your time without, you know, those people in it. So that's my soapbox moment. And that is my brief synopsis of Garden State. If you haven't seen it, I I fully suggest you watching it. As I said, it's it's one of my personal favorites, and I think it's very underrated. I think that's more due to not as many people know about it or even know that it exists. So we started off with a drama in Garden State, and we're moving to somewhat of another drama here. Uh, but this this movie is one that I get very excited about, very pumped up when I watch it. Um, it's it's another one that I think is underrated more for the fact that not many people have seen it. And I think that's that's something that we need to fix. So if you're listening to this, definitely check these movies out that I'm reviewing. This one is, like I said, this one is a great one to get pumped up to. Uh, and we're going to go with Green Street Hooligans. So this came out in 2005. Um, the top build cast really kind of centers around two characters. The main character is played by Elijah Wood. Of course, most of you should know who Elijah Wood is. Has uh, played in a lot of things, including Lord of the Rings was a big one for him. But he's done a lot of stuff. And the other main character is played by Charlie Hunnam. 
Uh, he's been in quite a bit of stuff. He's actually one of probably one of my favorite favorite actors. Uh, he was in the show Sons of Anarchy, which was one of my favorite TV shows. So if you've ever seen that, you know exactly who he is. He played Jax in Sons of Anarchy. But he has done a bunch of other acting as well. There's some other actors and actresses in this movie that you probably recognize by face, but not necessarily by name. So I'm not going to go over that. So the synopsis of this is basically Elijah Wood uh, was a was a journalist major at Harvard. Uh, father is a journalist. And he gets wrongfully expelled at the very beginning of the movie. This is this is very very beginning of the movie. He gets he gets wrongfully expelled, and he's kind of scared to speak up about it because essentially the person that he's covering for comes from a very powerful family, and he doesn't really think that he'd have any way to to truly fight this this expulsion. So he leaves and he goes to England uh, to visit his sister who's married a, married an Englishman, started a family there. So in, in this time of traveling to England, he, uh, he meets, obviously he meets up with his sister and meets her husband. And her husband's brother uh, comes into the picture, and that's the character played by Charlie Hunnam. And he's a big soccer fan, or as they say it over there, he's a big football fan. And this is where one of the reasons why uh, I personally wanted to enjoy this movie before I even actually got all the way through it. Uh, when it comes to soccer, I'm a big West Ham United fan, and that's kind of what this movie centers around. Although, when I say it centers around that, much of what's going on in the movie is takes place around soccer and soccer matches, but that's not really, it's not a sports movie. So if you're not into sports movie, it's, it's, not, it, it's not that, so you don't have to worry. Um, you, you do see some soccer in it, but not not to the point where, you know, it's distracting from everything else that's going on. So in meeting up with with Charlie Hunnam's character, they're they're not big on what they call Yanks, uh, people from the U.S. It's, it's kind of hurts their reputation to be seen hanging around or babysitting Yanks. So he doesn't really at first want anything to do with Elijah Wood. Uh, but he ends up taking him to the soccer match. And he tells him you might learn a thing or two. And Elijah Wood begins to discover that Charlie Hunnam's character is, you know, involved with what is known as a firm. And these are things that are that actually exist. So in Europe, in England, and everywhere like that, you know, soccer is is the main sport and many of many of the clubs have what they call firms that follow them around in a sense it's a big fan club uh but it's probably closer to being a type of gang there's a lot of violence uh 
involved in this and this isn't just in the movie this is this is real life you can actually go on youtube and you can you can type type in soccer firm fights and you'll see these massive just all out brawls between firms of different of different clubs so he he discovers that you know he's that Charlie Hunnam's character is part of this this firm for West Ham so they do you know they do get into fights a lot and as he's as he's leaving he heads as Elijah Wood's character is leaving he heads home by himself and the the opposing club's firm you know had seen him with you know Charlie Hunnam and his and his friends so they assume he's part of it so they they catch him in an alley you know and start to kind of rough him up a bit and then Charlie Hunnam and his boys come along and they kind of get into, like I said, an all-out brawl. You know, it's a bit of a chase. And then they end up turning the corner, and they're outnumbered by this other firm by a lot. And they tell Elijah Wood, you know, we stand our ground. We don't run. We fight. And out of this, out of this initial, really first fight that they're in, uh, comes one of my one of my favorite quotes. I I tend not to take too much from movie quotes because it's it's lines from an actor things like that. But this one this one really stuck with me. And he says, "Once you've taken a few punches and realize you're not made of glass, you don't feel alive unless you're pushing yourself as far as you can go." That's something that I really grabbed onto, and I think it's a great metaphor for just life in general. You know. Like he says, you don't feel alive unless you're pushing yourself as far as you can go. You know, you take life's punches, you get back up, and you just keep pushing yourself. So again, that's that's probably there's a lot of there's a lot of good lines in the movie, a lot of funny lines. Uh, that's got to be probably one of my favorite ones. However, so this this whole movie kind of centers around Elijah Wood's character kind of getting in tight with this gang for lack of a better word, you know, as they travel around to, you know, different matches, they hang out in the pub having drinks together. You know, it's, it's more than just a a gang. It's, it's really kind of like a, a family in a way. They're all brothers. And there's, there is an underlying theme to the movie as well on top of, you know, Elijah Wood's expulsion and him, you know, maybe working his way back to the U.S. But this whole kind of thing is is sort of about Elijah Wood, you know, gaining confidence and, and regaining control of his own life and not being afraid to stand up for himself. Uh, the movie The movie does end on a pretty sad note. Uh, it's very rough. I won't. I won't spoil the ending. Not not the very end, but kind of the last, you know, thirty minutes of the movie is a bit unexpected. But it's it's one of those scenes where you you don't think you're like this can't actually be happening. Like this, this has to be like, somehow this has to be changed. This has to be 
this has to be a dream. This has to be something because this can't be, you know, this can't be what's actually happening in this movie because you've, you know, you've become so attached to, to some of these characters. <clears throat> but the, the true ending of the movie ends with Elijah Wood basically going back and retaking, you know, what is his, what is his rightful place? You know, you don't really see for sure, but basically the way he, the way he ends things is that you assume that he's going to get his place back in, in Harvard and everything like that. Uh, so once again, I know I've said this multiple times and I try not to to say the same things over and over, but this is a movie that I get, I get really pumped up about. Um, another one that this one, the, the overall soundtrack isn't necessarily all that great, but there are a couple moments where the song in that moment really makes, helps make the scene. Um, and it's just, it's just a really good movie. There are parts that are somewhat cringy. Um, Elijah Wood's acting, it's, it, at first it seems like, you know, his, his style of acting doesn't really fit that character. And then you realize that maybe he's a slightly better actor than you thought because maybe he's acting into that part because he's supposed to seem like this unconfident, scared kind of kind of person. And that's exactly how he comes across, almost to the point where it's somewhat cringy at first. Meanwhile, on the other side, you have Charlie Hunnam, whose character is completely overconfident, but also, also humorous. And they end up blending together very well. So there's a lot of things I left out trying not to spoil too much in the movie. There are some some small twists and turns in there that you'll find if you watch. But I really want you guys to watch this one. Uh, this is this is such a good movie. It is probably I never say I, I can never say a movie is my single favorite movie because I always go movies and music for me it always goes by by mood I can have a I can have a top 10 movie or top 10 bands or top 10 songs uh, but I there's never a specific order for me it has to be it has to be based on on my mood how I'm feeling that day or that week uh, but this this is definitely a top 10 movie for me uh, without a doubt if I had to if I had to place a number on it, this has got to be close to number one, if not number one. Well, that should just about do it for this episode. I was considering doing uh, another movie as well, but I'll save that for another time. Um, when I do this by myself, I want to keep the episodes a bit shorter. And we're already almost at half an hour on this one. So two movies was, was a good length, and I didn't even get into everything that I necessarily wanted to. And this is where, hopefully in the future, having guests will, will help with this. It will provide a little bit more conversation rather than just me talking about random things on my own. But like I said, 
I do enjoy talking. I do enjoy talking about things that I enjoy. And today's movies, Garden State and Green Street Hooligans, are two of my favorites. And I hope you guys will check them out and watch them. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I probably sold them well short of how good they actually are. But again, thank you everyone for tuning in to what was the actual first episode. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.